Suppose you were a doctor. A patient comes to you with symptoms. He has done what he assumes is the requisite WebMD and Google search, and he's determined his diagnosis. He needs an operation today. You clear your schedule and immediately operate. Sound ludicrous? Suppose you were part of a Monday morning executive team briefing. One of the executives saw a business run a popular marketing program, bringing record foot traffic over the weekend. There was a line of cars snaking their way to the parking lot for hours. And he declares, we need to copy that this weekend. You leave the meeting, clear your schedule to create the same promotion. Everything is on hold until you can get this out to the public. You get your team and your agency to stop everything and refocus on this one thing. Sound ridiculous? <laughs> Probably. Sound a little too real? More than likely. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Tips, tricks, and tools to take your marketing to new and profitable destinations. Dropping everything to focus on something new is probably more reality than fiction. This type of panic marketing is unfortunately the reality at many casinos. I've been there myself. Unless we recognize and plan to combat it, panic marketing can run rampant in our marketing departments. But what is panic marketing and why is it so prevalent in the industry? As the name implies, it's marketing to quickly react to an external force or to leverage the latest trend. Panic marketing has good intentions to counteract a disaster of some sort, which is why it can be so insidious. Worse yet, we can often justify panic marketing as a means to loyalize customers, something that does not happen through marketing in and of itself. Have you ever sent out a direct mail piece because your competitor dropped a very generous offer? Have you ever matched tiers or offers to counteract what the competition was doing? Have you ever reached the near end of a month and saw your revenue way behind projections and then dropped a supplemental in the mail in the hopes of stimulating an additional visit even though there were still active offers in the market? Any of these types of reactive efforts could be the right thing to do, but only if they're done with the right intentions and with the appropriate analysis. In my experience, two of the biggest triggers for panic marketing are the P&L and competition. There are also cases where disruptions as drastic as a pandemic or a hurricane or as innocuous as road construction can trigger panic marketing. Additionally, shiny object syndrome can also be the cause. As executives, we're very aware of how our financials can have a ripple effect. The difference of a penny in missing or exceeding investor expectations can have an enormous impact on the stock. And while Wall Street may be obsessed with quarter over quarter results, internally, some of us obsessed on a weekly, sometimes daily level. And that can have us spiraling into tactics that are not right for us in the long run. If a new competitor enters the market or an existing one is doing something new or well, we feel the pain of their success. There's a reason strengths and threats, as well as opportunities and weaknesses, are opposite each other on the ubiquitous SWOT analysis. When a competitor beats us, we scramble to copy them, even unintentionally, or meet them at their challenge. How often have we been advised to adjust the reinvestment matrix to keep up? 
How many times have we purchased ad space because one person would see it or recommended it? This has happened to all of us. Natural disasters and even road construction can send us into panic marketing mode. We become more aggressive with offers or we ramp up our presence in communications channels. We see trends and tools, attend conferences, or meet charismatic people that can flip our marketing around because we worry we may be missing out on something. I've seen marketers completely abandon their marketing calendars to implement something new that someone is convinced will change everything rather than waste time taking a measured test and control approach. We are almost all guilty of falling victim to shiny object syndrome in some way or another. Panic marketing can also cause us to cut costs and tighten our belts in ways that may damage our business in the long run. I didn't argue with these cuts as we all simultaneously had to shut down our businesses, but I have argued with a general manager or two that chose to tighten his proverbial belt when a competitor came to town. Rather than maintain a presence in the mind of customers, they sometimes opted to cede their share of voice because they thought they couldn't compete. All of these triggers actually share a root cause that there is no real vision or strategy for the brand or growth or because the marketing team doesn't have a real seat at the table, even if someone is occupying that chair. But that's a conversation for another day. Even if some instances of panic marketing appear successful, they can have a detrimental long-term effect on the business. This type of marketing can erode retention and job satisfaction. No one, no one, no one likes constantly shifting gears. The state of chaos panic marketing creates, or frankly, taking last position in the market just because we gave up. Moreover, panic marketing causes the executive team to experience frustration and lose confidence in the marketing team itself. An organization mired in panic marketing will never hit its goals because the panic doesn't allow you to see things with balance. Additionally, you never have time to appreciate a long-lasting success. Sure, you may create visits and traffic, but at what cost to the experience or the budget? Panic marketing can also erode your brand, move too quickly, and you can create disconnected messaging that loses resonance with your target audience, and more importantly, team members. I'll always say, if you do not lay claim to your brand voice, someone else will take it from you. But there's hope, and we'll talk about that after this quick message. Casino Marketing Bootcamp is a hit, so we're taking it on the road. Announcing regional and custom boot camps built specifically for you and the topics on your mind. Click the link in our show notes for more information. And we're back. So marketing efforts need to be grounded in strategy and purpose in order to map the way forward. Successful marketing programs have a reliable foundation, such as the marketing calendar, but also the ability to be responsive and agile. This means programs can change, but they do so according to strategy even when we're a little panicked. The first step is to ensure that you can make the right decisions. That entails understanding the underlying business challenge, and this applies to every aspect of marketing, even advertising. If you look back at creative jobs that have gone over three or four revisions, I can guarantee you that you will discover an underlying business challenge that was never communicated. Now, when you're presented with a tactic that could upend your strategic plans, you'll need to analyze why and how that tactic may be working for others. Step into their shoes and ask why are they utilizing this tactic 
and keep asking why until you're able to uncover the root cause. Then understand if and how it might work for you. Normally, copying tactics exactly is never the right fit. In truth, it might be a tactic that, with a few adjustments, might fit perfectly into your strategy. Didn't expect that one, did you? If you're presented with the latest and greatest tool or channel, you have to ask the same sort of questions with a few more. Does this tool help us reach our strategic goals? Do our customers respond to this new tool or channel? Will it enhance our efforts? And how hard is it to implement and manage this new little toy? And what will we have to give up? And frankly, are you willing to give that something up? Do you have the right resources for this to work? And yes, can you afford it? If you're attempting to counteract some sort of disruption in your business, we must, as good marketers, balance the expenses against the loss of revenue. However, that is not the only guidepost for our efforts. Disruptions may be painful, but short-lived. A customer's loyalty needs to be held in respect even through these times. So when you're making reactive changes, you want to consider the impact you're making on your best and target customers. But what if you don't like the answers? There are times when these questions don't give us the answers we or our bosses and clients want to hear. We have to then build a case for either continuing down the planned path or adjusting the path without the ideas they've brought to us. Don't be afraid to say no, but be prepared to remind some of the goals and strategy as well as the validation that they're still applicable even given the market and environmental changes. If an assessment of the current strategy and a review of your marketing programs show results falling short of expectations, doesn't necessarily mean you have to go into panic mode, but rather that you need to find the true issues and solve for those. As long as you and your team have a solid strategy that's aligned with your goals and if you continue to ask why, panic marketing is usually easy to overcome. That's not to say we can't draw inspiration from the competition or from other businesses. As a former boss of mine once said, competition makes us better. So what might start as panic marketing can evolve and make you more agile. You could end up with an opportunity that's right for your brand, strategy, and audience. Continually look at other marketing programs in and out of your industry and ask yourself if they could be modified to fit your strategy and if you can execute the programs properly. Examine shiny objects, tools, and programs closely. You may find ways that will help you rather than distract you. Although marketers may inevitably experience panic marketing, there are ways to limit it. First, think about internalizing the brand. I say this a lot. Strong lasting brands are successful not because of brilliant ad campaigns, an exquisite logo design, though I like to think that I was part of some of them, they last and succeed because the brand filters everything they do, both customer facing and back of the house. Moreover, there's an understanding of a higher purpose that team members and stakeholders believe in and support in all their actions. Second, always keep the customer at the center of everything you do. For many, the audience has shifted once during the pandemic and then again as we added new offerings such as sports betting and online gaming. Many businesses, including casino operations, have adjusted their buyer personas to better understand how their offerings fit into these new and evolved lives. Three, research and two-way conversations should be the cornerstone of your marketing planning process. Without input from the customer, our plans are nothing more than classroom exercises in theory. We hope they will result in our goals, 
but it makes for guesswork rather than projections. Four, allow room to be creative and to think differently. Marketing is a balance of art and science. So while some things need to be anchored in reality, there's nothing that prevents us from being creative in our marketing and offerings, except maybe a marketing plan engraved in stone. And I've yet to see one of those. Next, monitor key performance indicators. Not all indicators are created equal, nor are they all related to achieving your overall business goal. Understanding which indicators are pointing the way to success and which are merely adding to the landscape is critical. Finally, number six, grow your team and your skill set. Customers and marketing are changing faster than we could ever imagine, and there is no slowdown in sight. Therefore, it becomes even more important that our teams can keep up with the shifts and adapt programs accordingly. Lucky number seven, make it a habit to regularly review your strategy and marketing plans because if they can't live and breathe, neither can your brand. Thank you for joining me on this week's installment of Drive Time Marketing. I always love sharing this drive with you and I hope you do too. Thank you for joining us on Drive Time Marketing. If you like what you heard today, rate and review so other marketers can find us. You can also sign up for our newsletter at the link in the show notes. And if you're looking for more in-depth knowledge and training, join us at our next Casino Marketing Bootcamp event. Until next time, keep driving towards your goals with great marketing.